Hey, 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 it's your girl. <laughs> or not. <laughs> anyway, it's Steffi J back with another episode of Opinionated by Design. If you're new here, hit that follow button and welcome to the family. If we're returning, welcome back, fam. This one's a real fire starter for sure. <laughs> so go grab your sip. And come right back. Twelve seconds later. All right now, fam. Now, y'all know that wasn't right back. But okay, let's go. This is a hot topic, and we're going to jump right into it. Andrew Tekle Sundberg was allegedly firing gunshots through the walls of his apartment near Franklin and 21st Avenue South when police snipers shot and killed him. Now, today, the city released a timeline of videos. First, we see officers getting access to the staircase outside Sunberg's apartment when a bullet goes right through the door where police are standing. You can see it. Next, we see officers rescuing the mother who originally called 911 and her two kids. says he was experiencing a mental health crisis has restoked some activists' mistrust of the Minneapolis Police Department and their perception that officers are quick to take black lives while going to greater lengths to capture white suspects alive. Now, normally, I would agree with this statement, <laughs> and this is going to seem funny to a lot of people. This time, I can't. I can't agree with the fact that he was killed because he was black. Now, we know the Minneapolis Police Department has long been under scrutiny. There's been many allegations of brutality, racial injustice. I mean, just about anything that's wrong, they've been accused of doing it. Now, the police killing of George Floyd in May of 2020, that led to a state investigation into the police practices of the Minneapolis Police Department. Now, according to the city and all departments, they're now working to address all the issues that they found. Now, Andrew Techley Sunberg fired a weapon inside his apartment building, igniting a six-hour standoff that led to officers shooting and killing the 20-year-old. Now, police say they rushed to the scene after a 911 call from a woman who said she was a neighbor of Sunberg's and that he was firing a gun into her apartment and endangering her as well as her two-year-old and her four-year-old sons. She also stated to the 911 operator that she had a license to carry and had a gun locked and loaded. The operator advised her, which I thought was kind of smart and the best thing to do, not to use the gun. You know, when officers get there, you don't want them to be confused as to who the perpetrator is. And, you know, she could have ended up getting shot and killed by the police. They told her to continue hiding in the space that she's in. Stay tucked down, stay hidden. Cops are on the way. <laughs> like I said, imagine had she pulled out that gun. She'd either killed them or got killed by the cops one. And she'd be in jail right now. But anyway, police evac evacuated the woman and her children. And then they worked for another six hours 
six hours trying to talk this man down. Now, his parents, Mark and Cindy Sunberg, who were called to the scene during the six-hour standoff with police, said that family and friends are beyond shocked and grieving by the news of their son's death. Cindy Sunberg, who was white, says she believes her son would still be alive if he was white like her biological children. Now, just a little side note to let you all know, Tekle is originally from Ethiopia, and when he was four years old, he was um, adopted by the Sunberg family, who is a white family. And there are a few adopted children in the family, as well as natural children in the family. And from what I'm hearing, they have a very big family. So at four years old, um, he was adopted into this family. She continued to say, everyone knows, had it been a white person in that building, they would have talked him out and they would have waited. All right, now, as far as I'm concerned, she's fanning the intention of racial flames. They did wait. I mean, come on. When George Floyd was murdered, when Breonna Taylor was murdered, when Michael Brown was murdered, etc., 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 were you out there in front of those cameras protesting and screaming for the rights of that black man? Because at that time, your son was black also. Or did it just make you want to get out there and do something because it was your son and you just turned a blind eye when it was everybody else's son? Or were you out there stomping those, that pavement and out there marching for those other black mothers who had lost their black children at the hands of the police? I mean, is this all about because now you have a dead son? Or is this what you've been doing since the beginning? Because I can't think of another situation that's like this one, or even similar to this one, where the suspect surrendered and was still mowed down. I don't know another situation of that. And I mean, if you all know one, let me know. I mean, also his father said that he asked police if he could approach the apartment to talk to his son. And the police, of course, said no. It's a dangerous situation. So, you know, I can understand that. You know, the father says, if I had been able to go up to the apartment and talk to my son, this could have all been over in 10 minutes, and he would still be alive. All right, we got BLM out there marching because another black man was killed by police. This is not a George Floyd incident. This is not a Breonna Taylor incident. What happened to Tekle Sunberg, as hard as it is to hear, he brought this on himself. When the local authorities arrived after the 911 call was placed, they went inside the building to remove the woman and her children from harm's way. He was shooting at the police. He was shooting at them then. So they really could have opened fire and been justified in mowing him down. But they didn't do that. And I'm going to tell you why. Because of the fact that his parents are white, yeah, race did play a part in this. And the, the, how it played a part is the fact that he had white parents. It's what afforded him the extra six hours to decide whether he wanted to live or die. So those that are screaming race, 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 yeah, you're right, but it was the race of his parents 
that played a factor in the fact that he wasn't immediately mowed down. Now, I can't say, oh, because he's black, these cops would have took him out. I don't know. But I'm assuming because he was shooting at them, they would have started shooting back at him, which is usually what happens. So the fact that his parents are white is what afforded him that six-hour standoff. Now, I really wish it could have ended in a different way. I really do. Because it's, it's, it's really sad. You know, when the father goes on to speak about how speaking to the cops, that the cops assured him, oh, your son is not going to be shot. If anything, we'll use rubber bullets. You know, we're not going to shoot him. We're not going to hurt him. And the father makes a comment about just beginning to believe them, thinking maybe they've changed. Okay, maybe they changed. That statement right there seems to want to kick up some flames. Maybe they've changed from what? Again, I ask, when George Floyd was murdered and all the other things that were going on with black people and the police in Minneapolis, were you out there protesting? Because then your son was still black. Were you out there protesting and fighting for the rights of the other black people who actually were murdered by the police? Or once again, is this you stepping out with a lot to say because now it has touched your family? Now it's touched your family. So is it time to speak out now or is this something that you all have been doing? Were you out in these streets when black people been dying by the hands of the police? During these legitimate protests? Or again, is it now because your son is dead? What, are you trying to invoke black people to fight for your son? Yeah, he did have a mental illness. And it's very sad that he didn't get the help that he needed. But yet, that doesn't excuse anything that he did that day. I mean, everyone's out here protesting, yelling and screaming, talking about his mental illness. This is the same mental illness that he had for years. That everybody knew he had. So where was the fight and the protest for him to get the help that he needed? There's plenty of red flags, days, months, years before this incident. But no one, including his grief-stricken parents, was out here protesting and rallying during Mental Health Month, trying to get some help for the son. I mean, Teko act- actively shot into a woman's apartment. He was then taken down after a six-hour standoff. And somehow, Black Lives Matter has deemed this to be an injustice and that the police were wrong. It had to come this way, and the fact that I'm even apologizing for this shows you that I'm hurt all around. I shouldn't even be apologizing. There's bullet, there was cases in the hallway. The shot went through my door to the pillar to the kitchen. I was cooking food for my kids. Yeah, that demonstration outside that building, as you heard, it got pretty intense. And I mean, there was a lot of back and forth and going between um, Arabella Foss Yarborough, who was the woman who called 911, and also 
whose apartment was being shot into. Um, she confronted those protesters out there. And she said, like I agree, this in, in no way is comparable to George Floyd. That's like comparing apples and oranges. George Floyd wasn't armed. Tekle Sunberg was. And not only was Tekle Sunberg armed, but he was shooting at people. So this is in no way the same thing. Now, I also heard that since this situation has happened, that uh, Arabella's been fired from her job. Now, I can't understand why or how her job fired her, and I really would hope it would have nothing to do with this, because if that's the case, there's nothing to fire her for. She didn't do anything wrong. So I, I really can't understand what the conversation would have been, especially after such a, tra a traumatic event that you go to work and get fired. Um, her sister has since started a GoFundMe for her, and um, so far it has a little over $40,000. So hopefully whatever money she can get, she can really put to good use to help her and her family until she can find underemployment. But I mean, it's sad that she got fired. Wow. Later, the video shows Sunberg leaning out of his apartment window, and it appears he's talking on the phone, threatening to shoot police and not responding to the sergeants uh, who are asking him to come out safely. It's difficult to make out exactly what he's saying, but at 4.18 in the morning, we have two different body cam videos of the shots fired by MPD snipers hitting Sunberg. First, from the officers on the ground, and then from the snipers on the rooftop who say they see a gun before firing. Here's both. Yep, once again, it's that time. <laughs> the opinionated moment of the week. We as a moralist and godless society, we're just reaping what we sown. We have turned a blind eye to all the wrongs of society, trying to be passed off as the norm. America has turned its back on God and expects the benefit of continued blessings. We're on a slippery slope headed straight to hell, not only on an individual basis, but as a nation. We cannot expect to spare the rod and spoil the child, so to speak, and believe you will raise well-rounded, stable adults. Mental illness is very serious, and if it's left untreated, well, just because a person is having a mental health crisis, that does not give them the right to endanger the lives of others. I mean, come on, after a six-hour standoff, what did they want the police to do? I liken this man with a domestic terrorist. He held the complex, the neighborhood, and law enforcement hostage with the threat of violence for six hours. Now we want to know what made them decide to end the standoff. <laughs> well, what made them decide to end the standoff was they was tired of trying to de-escalate the situation. I mean, yeah, he had used up his portion of privilege. He had every opportunity to surrender, and he chose not to. Again, the criminal paid with his life and there is nobody to blame except Tecla. Again, I'll say this is in no way a George Floyd or Breonna T Taylor situation. 
this young man brought this upon himself. Yes, I said it. I said it. I said it. That is the truth. He brought this upon himself. And now everyone's screaming how he had mental illness. He had mental illness. He had mental illness. You're right. He did. This is the same mental illness, I'll say again, that he had before this incident. Where were you then? Not a soul saw fit to scream for him to get the help. But now that he's dead, again, let's not forget, due to his own actions, now we're supposed to fight for his rights. What rights? Are we talking about those rights he forfeited the minute he began shooting into his neighbor's apartment? <laughs> Are those the rights we're talking about? Justice for Tekle. Well, Tekle got justice in the only way he could. The only way, apparently, that was acceptable to him in death. Tekle terrorized that entire apartment complex and community, and no one seemed to care about his mental state then. As Ms. Yarbrough was saying in the video, she had lived next door to him for three years and had saw some really whack stuff that he was doing, but she never saw no one coming over to check on him, coming over to see about him, coming over to make sure he was okay. Where was everybody then? Now that he's dead, we're supposed to protest the fact while we're screaming police brutality. Now somehow... That makes no sense to me. Now, these BLM protesters, the berating and disrespect of the victim is disgusting. And if you go to YouTube, you'll be able to see numerous videos on the interaction between the BLM protesters and Miss Yarborough. She shouldn't have to be defending herself the way that she is because someone with mental illness decided to shoot into her apartment where she and her two young children were. <laughs> Seriously? They declared Sumberg the victim immediately, although Yarborough and her children could have been killed. Thank God they weren't. But protests? Protests? Again, Yarborough and her children could have been killed. But none of this stopped the brain-decayed activists from taking to the streets to protest. Arbella Yarborough, who was the woman whose house Sunberg was firing into, tried to tell the activists to go home. That Tekko was not a hero. And get this, there's something else that she said that should have just stopped everybody in her, their tracks. She was pointing to her car in the video. You'll see if you go and watch it. And she says, my children are in that car. She says, imagine how my children feel watching you celebrate the life of a man who just tried to kill them. <laughs> Powerful. If that should have just stopped them for just a moment, long enough to think about how she must be feeling. But you know what? In turn, after her saying that, one of the activists yelled and told her to shut up. Are you serious? Shut up. And to be happy that she was alive. Wow. 
Well, y'all broke, you know, she kept on saying there was bullet holes in her kitchen. Another one of the protesters yelled back at her, well, at least they're not in you. We got people going on this woman's page to berate her and to tell her that Tekel's blood is on her hands. That is a lie. Tekel's blood is not on her hands. Tekel's blood is on Tekel's hands. Again, he did this to himself. And I mean, you can even hear one man in the video saying, oh, let her be, let her be. She must be having a moment. <laughs> what? Having a moment? She was nearly shot to death along with her two young children. I'll say she's entitled to as many moments as she wants to have right now. If these harbingers of peace thought of Yarborough or her children, it is only to shame her for failing to die dutifully on behalf of the violent predator who was trying to kill her. BLM were total aggressors here, and the way they treated the victim was a disgusting display of just how low America has gone. A man is killed by police while committing an act of domestic terrorism, and now we march. Hmm. Now, I don't think so. Not me, anyway. Now, they've started a GoFundMe page for Tekla. You know, they got to pay. Somebody's got to pay for him to be buried. Not his family, but somebody does. But the thing of it is it's raised more than $20,000 so far. Wow. And you know something? I, I went and I read, you know, what they said about him, father, uh, being a, a, a brother, a friend, a, a nephew, uncle, blah, blah, blah. Now, he may be everything in, described in that GoFundMe, but he was also a sociopath with unchecked mental illness. Let's not forget about that. Yeah, I do wish this could have ended differently. I wish this could have ended with this young man being treated with dignity and respect, as well as giving dignity and respect. But most importantly, I wish this could have ended with him getting the mental health help that he desperately needed. That wasn't in the stars for him. I believe he wanted the cops to kill him. I mean, for six hours, he walked back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, appearing in his third floor window, taking selfies, <laughs> talking on the phone, taking selfies, while ignoring all calls and all pleas from cops, first responders, and even his parents. It's really, really a shame that it had to end that way. Because with a little bit of help, I'm sure that he could have had a very productive life. Days later, the video shows Sunberg leaning out of his apartment window, and it appears he's talking on the phone, threatening to shoot police and not responding to the sergeants uh, who are asking him to come out safely. It's difficult to make out exactly what he's saying, but at 4.18 in the morning, we have two different body cam videos of the shots fired by MPD snipers hitting Sunberg. First from the officers on the ground, and then from the snipers on the rooftop who say they see a gun before firing. Here's both. Now, the family has hired an attorney named Jeff Storm, whoever he is. But this is the kick. <laughs> because, of course, as usual, 
Here he comes, the showstopper, the showman himself, Attorney Benjamin Crump, is assisting him in the case. Ain't no surprise that he is representing the family. If there's any money to be made, believe me, Ben Crump is on the scene. Always pushing the race narrative no matter what the situation is. But as I said, the only race that came into play in this situation was the race of privilege. Because of his white parents, he was afforded six more hours and afforded an actual trying to de-escalate the situation. And they tried it for six hours. Giving him an opportunity to surrender, even after firing on the police on their arrival. So again, like I said, race had something to do with it. So he, once again, you're right. But the rot doesn't stop at heartless activists or ambitious attorneys. Crump has been propped up as a serious voice on civil rights issues by the media. CBS News used the piece on Sunberg's death to again bring up the death of George Floyd. They're just trying to, you know, attempt to blur the lines between the death of an unarmed man in police custody versus Sunberg's death in a shootout with police officers after a six-hour standoff, after firing numerous bullets into his neighbor's apartment. Again, that's comparing apples and oranges. Grieve for her also. And know that we is an imperfect human as we're all imperfect humans and he did not deserve to be picked off like an animal from a rooftop he deserved to be able to address this with her you know listening to cindy sunberg in that clip there she's right she's absolutely right tecla didn't deserve to be gunned down from the roof like an animal she's right but you know what? Yabra and her children didn't deserve to almost be gunned down like animals either. Simply because her son was having a mental crisis. I mean, that's what we were told. He was having a mental health crisis that led to an overnight six-hour standoff with officers. And activists wanted to know why the police could not have taken him alive. Why they couldn't take him alive. Because he wouldn't let them. Simply because he wouldn't let them. He should have just surrendered. As a black man with that opportunity, he should have surrendered. Yeah, y'all can shake your heads, you can suck your teeth, you can say what you want. But you know what I'm saying is true. More than likely, he'd still be alive today if he had just surrendered. But as I said, I don't think that's how he wanted things to end. I really don't think that's how he wanted things to end. Again, it's very, very sad. I wish we could have had uh, survivors on all sides. I wish everybody could have survived this. My heart goes out to his family because they've taken a loss. But my heart also goes out to Yarborough and her family. Because the event was very traumatic. You don't know what kind of effect that could have on her or her children later on. So there's a lot of heart to go around here. While I may not agree 
with them protesting this man's shooting, I still wish he was alive. I didn't wish him dead. I don't think it's cool that he's dead. It's not ha-ha, that's what you get. Although I said he brought it up on himself, that doesn't mean ha-ha, that's what you get. Not, not for me in this situation. Again, I wish this could have ended well for everybody. But if you really look at the facts of the case, there is no reason for anyone to be out there protesting this shooting. No reason at all. Now, you want to know why the police couldn't have taken him alive? I mean, part of the reason is obvious. Sunberg was firing a gun into a woman's apartment with her and her children inside with no regard for human life. And Sunberg didn't want to be taken alive. That's the important factor right there. He did not want to be taken alive. If he did, he had six hours to surrender. And during all these protests, all these candlelight vigils, all these news interviews and media circus and all this other stuff that's going on for this gunman, let us not forget Arabella Yarbrough and her two sons are the real victims here. Alright, you know what? I'm going to end it right there. So tell me what your thoughts on today's topic. Hit me up. Opinionated by Design Podcast at gmail.com. Find me on social media at Opinionated by Design. Check out the website. Opinionatedbydesign.com. <laughs> All right, fam. Thank you for joining me. Until next week. Bye.